Hey guys, welcome again. We are recording episode five, and today we're going to be talking about uh, Dylan and his start, how he's gotten his influence in real estate, how he's progressed through the different stages of real estate, where he started, where he is now, and it, hopefully it serves a little bit of as like an inspiration for you and your story because we all have different ones. If you listen to the last last episode, we had Daryl on. He spoke for several minutes about like where he got started and how he's progressed through. He's been through a lot more phases and now he's retired himself, retired his wife. Like he, he's really gotten to it. And Dylan is at a point now where he's really gotten ahead as well and got a, a jump on it a lot sooner. So we're gonna jump into that now. Uh, so basically, how I started it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like how'd you get started? Right. I mean, cause like you got started at was it 22 you said? 22 is when I bought my first one uh, by what? myself. So first off, I went to went to college, went to VCU, got an accounting degree. Um, during those summers at VCU, my dad up in Northern Virginia had a construction company. Nice. Um, I worked for him and on his cruise, uh, learning how to do everything because he was flipping some of the houses. He was working for doing, uh, I guess, uh, construction for other people too. And okay working on some houses so there his crew members and employees were teaching me what he does to nice. the houses and i was also getting paid like 15 an hour i mean nothing crazy but i was learning a lot waking up at 6 a.m going home at 6 p.m and uh there were long days so that's how i kind of got my construction knowledge once i graduated uh, from college i was looking for an accounting degree for a little bit but then my dad bought or is looking for a house up here in Richmond for me to work on. So he bought one in Prince George. Nice. Um, and he had me manage it and also work on it at the same time. So I was the GC, but also working on the house. Yeah. And he was paying me by the hour too, 20 bucks an hour. He let me invest in this one as well. So I think I had about $10,000 uh, saved up from just working and everything. Was it an equity split or was it? It was an equity okay. split. So. Nice. He got he gets private money loans as well, so he got a loan on the property. Whatever cash at the end of the whole project that we put into it, yeah, we'll split that. So ten thousand dollars. If I put ten thousand, we put a total of fifty in cash. You know, I'd get twenty yeah, percent equity, equity. So we never knew the exact amount of equity until the end of the project. Until you sold it, exactly. So then I put some ads on Craigslist uh, looking for contractors because <laughs> he did end up buying one, and then it needed a lot of work. I invested it. How do you buy it? Uh, auction. So no, courthouse. Courthouse staff. Uh, not, not the physical courthouse, but online. On okay. auction.com. Okay. Cool. It wasn't like a foreclosure or anything. It, was it wasn't like, foreclosure. It was a foreclosure. Yeah, foreclosure. So he bought it online, okay. on an online auction, but not at the steps. Okay. Sometimes they do online auctions. I think it depends on the trustee or something. But um, we did that. I hired the contractors off Craigslist. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, well, why Craigslist? Was it because he was from Northern Virginia and he didn't have like a team? Yeah, he either. didn't have a team at all okay. here. And I didn't, I, I didn't have a team at all here either. I didn't like, know anybody. It was just you. Yeah, it was just me. So I went, I went and posted on Craigslist. You know, some guy would show up and then three days later he wouldn't show up. And I was paying him by the hour, put the ad out by the hour. And I was working with them so I could see how they work and see if they know stuff. But then finally I got someone that was willing to stay like Working by the, it was actually uh, Justin, the contract reader. Oh, yeah. So he was able, you know, he was showing up on time and everything and through the whole project. It took us about three months uh, to finish the whole thing. 
And at the end, <laughs> we put it on the market. My dad didn't even come, came by the project one time in the middle of it. <laughs> so he, he literally just let me do whatever I want. So That's the paint cool. edges all over the ceiling were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so much. We put the ugliest like tan square tile in the kitchen. <laughs> no advice at all. It's just like, all right, fix it Do up. It. Yeah. And uh, so then we put it on the market. And it was a real, it's a good area. It's, but it sat on the market for about four, four months. <laughs> Because everyone that toured it would leave like a two star feedback and say, need a ton of work. <laughs> but four months later, we finally, it might have been five, but. Uh, Good so thing we still use that contract. <laughs> He's gotten better. Yeah. But five months later, we finally sold it. I think the profits were like 20 to. We still made a profit. Yeah. So. Oh, that's good. We also lowered the price like multiple times and still made like, I think 50 total. Oh, so, that's wow. solid. Yeah. Yeah. The house we bought it for was like uh, 140 and sold it for 260 or something like that. Nice. And we put about 60 into it. Yeah. Um, including all the loans and stuff. So I got, I got my 10,000 back plus uh, roughly about 20,000 extra nice. profit wise equity split. That's great. So, and you spent how long? Uh, probably about six months, four months. It's probably about four, four to five months. All right, so, so it's five months. You invested ten of your own personal cash, right. thanks to your dad, and then you got another twenty back, or you got twenty total back. I got twenty plus my ten back. You got, Ooh. and I was best. getting paid by the hour from the and you were getting from paid the company. Free, yeah, because I was still working as a. That was an expense, so like, yeah, exactly. so in addition to that, you also got twenty yeah. additional back. Exactly. That's wow. Cool. And then, so after, during that one, he bought another one. So we did that for about two more after that. Those yeah, went a little bit Total smoother. of three. Total of three. They didn't, they, you know, they didn't need as much work. Didn't you do three? Yeah. Four, yeah. well, three okay. or four, yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right, all right, all right. Yeah. So, so it's kind of similar. It's a little pattern, yeah. little pattern. And then after the third one, you know, he started slowing down on properties. He was looking, but slowing down on Was stuff it because it was far away or like? No, it's because, it. I think it's because... Uh, just less properties were coming on the market or mm-hmm. something like that, somewhere you couldn't find good enough deals for it to keep up me and my, uh, you know, contractors busy. Yeah. So then I was, I was still looking on, and while I was doing this, I was listening to Bigger Pockets every day oh, on, nice. on my headphones. I listened from episode one. I've listened to every episode at least once. Really? Because while, while I was working, okay. I had nothing to do because I was literally just painting and stuff like that. So I was gonna say Earl AirPods, but yeah. those didn't exist. Then. Yeah, yeah, I was doing. I was bored. <laughs> AirPods was a liar. What year uh, was this? 2017. 2017. Okay. 16, 17. No. 17, I think. Yeah, 17. So back then it was normal for a house to sit for two or three months. Four yeah. months was a little yeah. excessive. Yeah. Yeah, but the work we did, I can see why going back and looking at it, it's like, dang, we should have changed so many things from the <laughs> yeah. house. But, um, cool. but then, so it was like two or three more. So you bought one, sold, and then there was like another project or two that came around. You guys did the same sold thing. Those. Yeah, sold exactly. Those. And made a little bit of money. Um, didn't need as much work, like I said, so nice. they were easier to sell. Yeah, yeah. We didn't do work. <laughs> 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 but... Uh, then he started slowing down, but while you know, while we were working on him, I was looking on Craigslist every day for properties, and nice. then I came across one in Petersburg for twenty k. At this point, I had enough saved up yeah, to buy yeah. that all cash. Yeah. So nice. it only needed a little bit of work, like two to four k. No of, kidding. Um, repairs you could do. Yes. Yeah, so, so I had me, and then my contract, who I still had, was working for me by the hour, because at this point I got it under contract, closed on it, and then 
you know, we started working on that one and uh, we fixed it up. I rented that one out. And then in the meantime, I was focusing on other things. I tried starting a lawn company and everything and I still had some cash, but I was kind of diverting a little bit towards real estate, but I was still looking for deals Yeah. at the same time. And then uh, I went and decided, you know, I'm going to pull some cash out because I was listening to podcasts. They're saying pull cash out and refinance your properties. I don't burr, know burr, burr. Yeah. I'm sure that was like coming around. Exactly. So on that $20,000 house that I bought, put about 3000 in, including my labor. But uh, 20, so I'm all in for like twenty five if you include closing costs. Yeah. It appraised for forty five. So nice. I pulled out thirty six thousand. I got eighty percent loan on it. Yeah, no and then after I got that check, I was just like, Whoa. I mean, you got your your purchase price for the house, which was like twenty twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. And then plus another no, twelve. No, no 20. twenty. No, 20. twenty was the purchase price. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, twenty five all in plus all another in. eleven, and nice. it was already renting for six hundred bucks a month. So, so you got yeah. all of your acquisition, your construction cost, and some money. Yeah. And eleven grand. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's like forty percent. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, "Holy crap, this is insane!" And then uh, I was still getting, you know, the mortgage payment. Still to this day, is like three hundred three dollars. Nice. Uh, getting now six six fifty in rent went up a little bit. I probably should raise a little more. But then I, that's when I, you know, light bulb really quick. Three hundred dollar cash flow plus eleven thousand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And. On infinite return and, and appreciation of the property, kind of everything. I yeah. can rent it out, flip it if I or sell it in the future if I wanted to, everything like that. So then I started looking for more deals, went on Craigslist every day, found another two in Petersburg that this guy was or a duplex in Petersburg. All right, so let me slow you down. So from you getting the first deal with your dad to you buying the first deal on your own, how long did that take? Uh, so while I was working for, for my dad, uh huh. I was looking, and then I got it under contract while we were finishing up a project on his end. Okay, so, so a year and a half, a year. Oh, working for my dad for about a year. So you worked yeah. for your dad for a year. Yeah. You, you acquired a bunch of skills down here in Petersburg, or down here in Richmond. In Richmond. Yeah. So it was about a year. Then you bought your first, obviously within what you reason, what was reasonable for you. Right. Right. And that yeah. happened to be Petersburg. Yeah. So you bought that, and then you, it, the light bulb clicked. Four Whatever. months later, when, when you, you refied, did the whole thing. How so long like, did the refi take? So for that one, it was about, uh, I think six months because okay. they needed the seasoning. Seasoning, yeah. okay, yeah. got you. Um, but in the, I was doing other stuff during that time. Like I actually started a lawn company that I was working on some lawns, but that was too much of my time. And then I, once I got that refi check, you know, I was looking for others in Petersburg, and I found a duplex, which I'm actually having a contract to sell right now today. Was oh, that your second? Property? That was my second property. So you've owned it for five years. Yeah, and yeah, the owner said he's willing to finance it. So nice. But I said to the owner, you know, if I can get a regular loan, can I get it? I'll just get it with a loan. But he said if I didn't, wasn't able to get that loan, he then would he finance would fund it. it for you. Yeah, oh, he would fund it for me, which was like a win-win situation for me. So yeah. I just went to the bank I went to the fir the first bank I went to I like I had a bigger pockets calculator also <laughs> you know like this is what it's gonna cash flow and everything I was expecting to get rejected right away and he's like oh I'm the commercial officer yeah come into my office and I brought the spreadsheet this is what I could rent for this is what the mortgage would be this is all the expenses should cash flow for about 200 a month it's literally rented right now and he's just like okay uh we'll look over it and we'll give you a call and the next day he gives me a call he's like yeah you've been approved I was like 
what? <laughs> I have like no job. <laughs> no job. No experience. It just, yeah, it just. Uh, but that was, but that was because it was a commercial. Commercial loan, so they yeah, go it wasn't like income. a conventional. Yeah, exactly. So the commercial was like looking at the rent. Yeah, and that, I don't understand. So, that. so yeah. when I went in, I didn't even know what I was looking. For. I was looking for a conventional <laughs> loan, but then yeah. the commercial officer brought, comes up. To but me. I feel like what was really helpful is, is that you brought that bigger pockets like spreadsheet, yeah. yeah. right? Because yeah. it was yeah. like, look, I've done my numbers, and this is what the mortgage is going to yeah. be. I yeah. think, and this is what it's going to run for, and this is what it should capture. Yeah, it's for. very organized. It has like a picture in the corner of the property. Has yeah. like I had like a stupid uh, logo I made with my company. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm pretty professional. <laughs> and it showed all the numbers and everything. So nice. Okay. And, wow. And then that one was already rented, so. I got approved for the loan. I put like eight thousand down because the purchase price was forty forty four. They funded eighty percent of it. Yeah, nice. And uh, so, so your refi pretty much paid for that. Exactly. Pocket. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. No money out of pocket. Appraised and everything went good. And then uh, I fixed it up a little once the tenant, one of the tenants moved out. Fixed it up a little, mostly myself because I was doing the sweat equity. And then I kept kind of doing that little process. I bought the first one, obviously all cash, but then I started buying them on loans. From bit. private, from, from banks. No, well, privately, well, commercial loans, but privately, because uh, that same guy sold me another a quadplex. because oh, nice. he had he's a bunch of properties in Richmond, and so he did the same deal. You know, if I don't get approved, and you met him through Craigslist. Craigslist, yeah. Like, that still, just goes to show you can find him anywhere. Yeah, you still, yeah. you do still use Craigslist. Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's worked for me. We're in the yeah. good old days, Craigslist. Yeah. Now people transfer to Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah, yeah. sees it. Probably better marketing, but um, uh, interesting. That's crazy. And, and then from there, I just kept doing the burr. So from there, and then move. Now I'm moving towards Richmond area. So you went to school, got a degree in accounting. Wasn't that safer to just like go be an accountant? Yeah, be an accountant. You make good money, <clears throat> and then like you could invest more passively where it's like okay i'm just gonna do it by a turnkey like why not that i mean so i think working for my dad growing up around him and everything i kind of saw the entrepreneur mindset and that kind of made me steer away from nine to five i also feel like he was encouraging yeah yeah, he was like i just bought a house in prince george yeah by letting me invest with him and everything and trusting yeah. me to do all that kind of yeah. really built my confidence in yeah me. that's cool you know and then that's how i was able to pull the trigger on these houses the first one was super nervous to buy the first one in petersburg yeah, oh, yeah. you know yeah i can freaking imagine heart dropped i was just like wait holy crap i'm, I'm actually buying but then i was like thinking what's the worst it's a twenty thousand dollar house what's the worst i could have yeah i mean it's a lot of money for like a like yeah a yeah but i mean it's like, not like a twenty thousand gonna go to zero zero dollars yeah, yeah, i mean yeah. it might go to 18 it might go to 16 but i'm not gonna lose not gonna lose yeah a ton not, of money. yeah exactly now when you went to college did you have any intentions of being an accountant ah uh, not really my mom kind of wanted me to go and get a degree and uh, and have have that as number that like a backup I guess for me, the way I looked at it, it was a backup. So it wasn't like a as a full time job thing. Like this is going to be a great career. Yeah, she. I mean, it wasn't. It's not a bad career. Yeah, she. She wanted me to kind of pursue it a little bit. She's still like. Even like three years into it, she's like, so when are you going to get your CPA and become an accountant? <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm not going to do Mom, that. Mom, that shit has failed. Mom, it's gone. Yeah. But it was, a, it was a good, back, like, mentally, I guess, 
to have that backbone to say it was or wasn't i know i think it was because then i could say you know if all else fails like has that helped you in your real estate with the accounting background like knowing uh, a little bit they didn't teach no they didn't teach that much in college and i think you know this a little bit they didn't count balances yeah they didn't teach specific softwares they didn't teach quickbooks which is what we use now Yeah. yeah it helped a little bit but it wasn't. It's nothing when you actually run your own business and do yeah. and like oversee your. Account. I feel like being an accountant would have huge advantages if you knew real estate accounting with depreciation and yeah. all of that stuff. That could come in handy. Yeah, and it's it's handy because I'm a huge numbers guy. I love looking at the profit and losses yeah. and looking yeah. at how much I have into each property and everything. So accounting helped in a way to know when to deb, you know, do a debit or credit when you're receiving income, and it really makes me hone in on the numbers. Keeps you organized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if anything, I feel like that's what it's done for me. Is like because you got it, an accounting degree too, right? I did too. Yeah, so it's like understanding the language of money. Yeah, and knowing how it flows, yeah. right? Like, sure, it flows. We're we are we're all business owners, but it's like understanding. Like the language of money. It's like understanding English, right? Like right. how's a good sentence composed? Yeah. Right? Like yeah. it's it's very similar to that. So like yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah. See, I always loved accounting, but didn't ever <laughs> no college. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, so do you do your own books? Who who does your uh no, bookkeeping? Heck no, I didn't hire somebody yeah. to do that. Yeah. It's so, easier that way. Yeah. So for me I, I actually taught a virtual assistant how to do my bookkeeping. Nice. So now he but does you had to it. learn your bookkeeping. I had to learn it. Yeah, the first yeah. like couple of years, I was mm-hmm. looking up YouTube videos and everything, and watching it, and then I made a spreadsheet of um, how to do everything, how to do insert it. In yeah, and exactly. All that. Record it, and then yeah, at the end of the cool. year, I just sent all my profit and losses to my accountant, and yeah, saves a lot of money that way because then oh, it saves a lot it. of money. Yeah, you're paying three, four, five hundred bucks a month for them to keep your books. Yeah, and then also gives you good insight on how your business is doing yeah yeah i think that's what that's what it does more so than anything yeah it's more like important it, i think yeah i think like even saving the three four hundred bucks or 200 bucks or whatever you're paying like the knowing the ins and outs and the yeah oh i've spent too much on this and i've made more on like all yeah, that right. really helps because it you should be pivoting your business frequently yeah oh you, yeah. Sh- you should be keeping your hand on the hips of the business model and just being like okay cool something's yeah. going on something is better than i expected something this is worse going than right I expected. and we need to keep yeah, going this keep way doing that. Yeah. yeah it's krms it's just like really just checking yeah just checks and balances <clears throat> and keeping up with it but that's basically uh well that was uh, the first like year that was like the first the first couple years. Years. yeah yeah and then, and then since then how have you pivoted uh, so, from there so now i've just been doing so i'm so, so sorry sorry to, to interrupt but so you've the first he three were flips. No, 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 no. Well, first three with were, were par- with, with partners. Yeah, pa- with, with partners. My dad, okay, yeah. so the first three were flips, and then the the fourth one was a rental. Right, right. And then the and then fourth one was rent- a duplex, and then rental. rental. Yeah, it was rental. rental. After that, I I've only flipped one house myself. Actually, I, no I kept kidding. them all. Yeah. So so how's it? All right. So then we need to break that down because like, how are you affording your lifestyle? So you're single. You're not married. You don't have kids. At so this like, time. so that, that that does help to some degree, right? Because like, you no, can really yeah, strip sure. down your life as much as you want, but like, you still need to survive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You still have health insurance. You still have a roof to put over your head, and we'll get to that because it's like you got really creative with that. But like, you still need to put food on the table for yourself. Yeah. So like, 
It, with burring? Yeah. Like, sure, you made $11,000 on your first one that you burred, but like, and you've only flipped one. So, like, how how else are you making money? Because, like, I yeah. know we've talked about, like, burrs, and you're really strong in, like, the burr method, but, like, and refis. Yeah. But, like, break that down more, because, like, I feel like that can be really daunting to, like, I'm not going to get that. I think it helped, though, because he didn't come from a job. So, therefore, he never knew, hey, I need to work hours. Was it because of his age? Uh, well, he never went into, like, yes, he had a job as in flipping a house was yeah. your first, but you never came from an hourly job or something like that. Well, I did know. work some hourly jobs, but not like a corporate, Like I a guess. corporate yeah. job to know, hey, I need to make this much money. You came in from the bottom, and then you worked your way to that point. Yeah, so basically, uh, the way I was funding my lifestyle was, well, first of all, I was living with a boyfriend and girlfriend in their two-bedroom apartment. I got one in their bedroom, so I was only paying 330 bucks. Nice. Because they split the rent in three ways, luckily. So you're <laughs> so, you're always like, a yeah. shrewd negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing that for a whole year, so my expenses for rent were only 350 bucks. And your one rent. rental had already covered that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then health insurance, I was still on my mom's plans. Because, <laughs> I mean, was 26. Under, under 26. Yeah, yeah I just changed off a bit. Darn it. But, <laughs> But, uh, so my expenses were, like, extremely low throughout that whole time. But the way I was generating income was, first off, the passive income. A little bit of passive income. The rentals. Yeah, maybe, like, 100, 200 per door. But I was actually making money a lot off the refinances. And that's how I was kind of getting a lot of cash into my bank account is from the refis. Nice. And let's say I put in... Uh, like, but that takes time, though, right? It, it does you, take time. Yeah. Yeah. The refi is like after you. That's so you were burning down the road. Yeah. You were, you were burning. So I was burning it. Okay. But then I started getting to the point where I had enough cash to do two burrs at once, and oh, so okay. I was able to, you know, cash out on one, and then cash out on one, another one a month later, and then cash out on another one two months later or whatever. And then, Stagger them. Yeah. Exactly. So, so you were buying really good, deeply discounted deals. Yeah. And being able to cash out refi. Exactly, I was cashing yeah. out, refining, and then once in Petersburg, because I started, I bought my first seven, I think, in Petersburg, were about, you know, $30,000 purchase price, so I didn't need that much cash, and sometimes yeah. I did borrow that money, too, uh, I started to borrow that Yeah, to be able to do multiple, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Um, and I did the repairs, and they were only need like five to 10000 nothing crazy, awesome. but the, I've noticed the appraisals were coming in like crazy, like, Way, 50, like higher than I would think, and then I was able to pull out seventy five percent of that. So I'd, I'd be all in for forty. They'd give me forty five thousand dollar loan, and you know I'd leave at the end of the day with five thousand. And and, and you still had up. twenty thousand, thirty thousand in equity. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then that five thousand, I would you know take. Yeah, if your expenses then, are super and that, slow, and like, then I'd start buying three at once, and then nice. doing that, and then whenever and now whenever I could find a deal, I'd try and buy it. So it helped you like. Obviously, it was like a drug. You you got the dopamine hit, and you were just like, all right, I need to do more. I want to do more. But, like, what helped you kind of hold back from, like, life lifestyle inflation? Like, I mean, you're a suitor, right? Like, you're trying to find a girlfriend. You're still, you're you're young. Yeah. Go out with friends, girlfriends, like, dating. Like, yeah. you can easily blow money. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. it was like... I mean, at that age, bro? Like, 23, I was... 23, 24 yeah. years old. It's easy. Man, I had... 
wheels that were more expensive than I could afford. Right. Like I was oh, yeah. spending money more than what I could. Four hundred dollars. So like, car what things. was your mindset at that point? So at first, when I was working for my dad and getting paid twenty dollars an hour, I had that mindset. I was like, oh, I'm making twenty dollars an hour. I don't need to work an hour to get two drinks at the bar. You yeah. know. So, so <laughs> I did have that mindset. It's like, oh yeah, like I started. I was spending a lot more. But then when I switched over to not working for him anymore and making my own money, I'm like. Dang, now I'm not getting paid by the hour. Now I have to actually not spend as much yeah. and everything. And I did have a, you know, I always kept a good amount of reserves in case, you know, I Something needed to happened. tap into, yeah, in case I needed to tap into that or whatever. But I think it's just, uh, it was just me going from an employee mindset to entrepreneur and knowing that, you know, this $20 can make me, can turn into $40 four years from now or that $200 turn into 400 Or the $20 that you have, you might not. If you, if you just spend it, you're not going to re-earn Yeah, it's it. just yeah. gone. It's just you just gone. transformed yeah. your mindset is all that yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think of it as like a dollar saved and not spent can turn into 10, 20 years from now. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's cool. Yeah. And obviously the bigger the number, the bigger it gets. Yeah, the multiplier. So yeah. what made you never want to flip any of these houses? You just had the yeah. cute mindset this whole yeah. time? like. Because for me, it was that quick cash, that quick yeah. check. I don't know how I, you could... I think it was from the Bigger Pockets podcast that really honed it. I mean, obviously, okay. Flippers, they talk about flipping, but I think it was podcasts I was listening to, the equity buildup, the cash flow. And also, I'm still getting paid on the back end, just not as much as the flip. I don't yeah. have to renovate it as much of a flip. Don't need to do any inspections. You know, you're done with the property. You just put it on the market, uh, rental right away, and it gets rented. For nice. flips, you have that, you know, all the, I guess, uh, contingencies that you have to go you by. You have home inspections, appraisals, yeah. all this other. And so I think I didn't want to deal with it deep deep down deal okay. with the, yeah. the fix the hassle out. of the yeah and at the time in petersburg i mean it wasn't really a flippers market i mean yeah homeowners weren't going in there and buying houses and stuff like that so i didn't see the value in flipping it i think that was a big thing okay yeah so i also think that uh and correct me if i'm wrong i also think that it was because of the market that you were in you were burring and getting money out. So it was like a win. Yeah. A win, it was a, win. It was a plus, plus, yeah. plus, plus, plus. I mean, across the board, you, you were, you were winning. You 10 instead yeah. of 20, 25. You were buying a good deal. You were yeah. cash flowing. You were getting money on the back end. And then you were getting passive income. Like, you were just winning all the way across. I feel like if you were in a much tighter market, if you would have started in Richmond, or anywhere, I, I don't know, because yeah. I wasn't in Richmond at the time, right? But, like, if you would have started buying in a market where you had to, like, you were coming yeah. out flush or you had to like leave yeah. money in I feel like that could have changed yeah. things or the price you. point too probably would have changed my mindset yeah like 200,000 like, I need to get out I've been too much debt I need to get out of this yeah. and sell it or something well, like that yeah. your ROIs are probably crazy yeah, and, yeah it's like the spreadsheet yeah. like $300 mortgage six fifty. dollars I'll take that all yeah. with no money into it yeah I'll that take that all day so you had 100% ROIs yeah so I think starting in Petersburg really helped me with that it was a confidence thing too yeah yeah. Yeah. And now, then I moved to Richmond and then I started doing the same thing. And I just never really got into flipping. Yeah. Just to Everything flip you can. And now it's just a matter of short term or long term rental because you yeah. don't even think about the flip. Yeah. But That's now, probably your exit strategy, maybe. But. Yeah, but now I'm starting to sell my ones in Petersburg to bring that money to Richmond. Okay, but. nice. So you're basically trading your smaller yeah, houses exactly. or smaller value houses for bigger value houses. Exactly, and they've appreciated since I bought them. They've yeah, the ones like in crazy. Yeah, really like some of them well. doubled in value or probably yeah. already. No kidding. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like for newer people, that's an easier way to get in because. Yeah. 
you're 30, 40, 50,000 versus me, I go in and I'm spending 120 on the purchase yeah. plus another 50 yeah. on the rehab and now we're in for 170. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's less, some people, yeah, I think it's less risk. It, oh, it's it, way less yeah. risk. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. manageable. Right? Because like, you can afford to yeah, comprehend. If you absolutely needed to, I'm sure you could go get a job and All afford that. a $300 yeah. mortgage to pay for yeah. that rental if like yeah. it went. You go get a crappy job and yeah. pay the three hundred dollar mortgage yeah. if yeah. you had to. If you had to, and it's so not going to be for a year, or two years. It's going to be a matter of two or three months. And and that's a mental thing, right? Because like, you had to build yourself up into that because yes. you were like wholesaling. So like mentally, you were kind of financially preparing yourself. And then right. his was way different. Way different. Yeah. Way different. And also, you earn credibility with banks just because you own a property and know how to manage it. Whether it's a $20,000 property or $400,000 property, the bank doesn't care. They see you're managing a property, you know how yes. to collect the rent, yeah. you know how to manage tenants and do the repairs. So that kind of helped me get the loans in the future for these bigger properties. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you've, uh, I mean, you've, you've really mastered the art of Burr, right? Where you oh, yeah. buy, renovate, yeah. And then explain, yeah, explain Burr. So, a lot yeah, of people don't know what Burr is. So it's when you buy the property, you uh, buy it at a good price, d- deeply discounted. You renovate it to force some equity into it. So let's say you're buying a property for fifty, you're putting twenty into it. You want it in the end result, you're, it's worth a hundred. Then you go and rent it out, rent it out for whatever the market rent is. Let's say eight hundred bucks, yep. and then you refinance it. The bank will give you a seventy-five percent loan to value on that. So if, They'll send an appraiser out. It'll let's say an appraiser is a hundred. They'll give you seventy five thousand dollar cash check. Uh, if you have a loan on it, you obviously have to pay that off first before you receive that cash. But yeah. it's basically as simple as buying buying at the right price and knowing your repair budget. Because a lot of people don't understand that because they think their debt to income ratio has to be this or their yeah, income yeah, yeah. has yeah. to be this. You had no job when you got started. Yeah, yeah. Bank trusted that first you. one. Yeah. A bank literally trusted a 20, well, you're 22, 23 yeah, years old. They, they trusted me because they saw I was managing one property already for, for whatever, six months. And yeah. Saw there's a tenant in there. I, I gave them a spreadsheet of you know, six, is an Excel spreadsheet, something stupid, but $600 a month, and then I would like, <laughs> act like there's been zero expenses every month. They would totally be like, oh yeah, you know, just, you know, just taxes and insurance, you know, all right, you make it $500 a month. <laughs> and then they saw that, and then, uh, so they do like to see a little bit of when they're giving you these loans. Yeah. Sometimes, you, I mean, obviously now you could probably get them with, I, I, but the dude did the guy that gave me the loan did ask me, um, you know, where you know, show your financials on this property. Oh, okay, nice. Um, but at that point, you know, I had four or five months of income coming income. in. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. See, that's crazy. It's yeah. crazy that they trust a 22, 23 yeah. year old to give them a loan on a yeah. house and they have no job, no job history. Right. None of I think that. it's more of the confidence in knowing what you're talking about when you're going in. It is. Oh, and it is. It yeah, is. Do it your is research. Don't just yeah. go in blindfolded. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Listen to podcasts, read like, books, be prepared. listen to aud- uh, yeah. audibles. Yeah. Um, but as you go to a bunch of bankers, they'll ask you questions. You'll, you'll fit, you know, if you don't know, if you don't yeah. think you know, you'll figure it out. And eventually you'll hit a bank where it'll be yeah. like, okay, sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not only that, but you have YouTube, all these options in front of you and education yeah. to teach you these things. 
people don't utilize them. Like, I mean, you learned all this from bigger pockets of yeah, podcasts. Yeah, all yeah. you did was listen to it while you were renovating a house. <laughs> yeah. You don't get any more real than that. Yeah. yeah. And some people like get on the bus, get on the metro. Like, if you live in metropolitan areas, or if you're in Richmond, I mean, you're go and walk whatever I don't I don't know but like everyone has an hour a day to listen to everybody you're in the car for 15 minutes going to work driving to work or you're getting ready or you just put it on and listen to it and I still listen to them all the time too I was going to say if it wasn't for bigger pockets where would you be yeah to be honest I don't don't even know I'd probably be way smaller not know as much maybe I'll have an accounting job who knows (laughs) (laughs) I'd be hard I'd be too tax for Daryl yeah damn so so you've only done other than the three that you did with your dad as flips you've only done one other Flip. Yeah, the grant. The that's grand. the only real flip. No kidding. And, and you were like, I shouldn't have sold that. But I guess I have one under contract that I bought, you know, 2018. I, I don't know if that's considered a flip if I probably No, no, no you've it's it more long term. Yeah, I mean, you've held it for over a year. Yeah. So I feel like at that point, it's, you've yeah. rented it. Your Once you go rented. past renting it for a year, two years, it's yeah. not a flip at yeah. that point. Yeah. It's an investment. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so then you still to this day because deals have gotten tighter, right? Like oh wait, yeah. So like you're still burning properties, so you're still pulling money out. You're still finding those home run deals where you're like pulling money out. Yeah. Well, last two I've gotten higher appraisals than I thought, so I've been able to actually because nice. I you know for me if I could borrow at four, people would disagree, but if I could borrow at four or five percent interest. I'll pull out a seventy-five percent of value of the appraiser value. That's dirt cheap money. Yeah, at that point. So one of them, you know, when I first ran my numbers, I thought I was going to appraise for one ninety. I ended up appraising for two twenty. Wow. I was like, damn. And I pulled out seventy-five percent of two twenty, which was all my expenses plus yeah. like another six thousand. And then this last one, I was on for one one oh or one fourteen and appraised for one ninety nine. Nice. That so one I would pull out one one thirty though because I did a different loan where the debt service ratio uh, didn't couldn't go above one thirty. Mm. So uh, do you think this crazy market has helped for, with your appraisals? Because I feel like appraisals yeah. come in higher because the market's crazy. Yeah, but if you have a DSCR, then oh, because of matter. rent, yeah, can, like, which is debt service coverage ratio. So basically, your rent has to overcome your mortgage by a certain amount so if you have yeah. an $800 mortgage 1. yeah 1.5 1.25 you'll need a thousand dollar rent appraisal doesn't matter as much at that point. As, as once you go past that certain limit where your mortgage okay. is 800 so you can't pull out your mortgage payment per month can't be more than 800 yeah and plus you wouldn't want it to be anyways because now your cash flow is nothing yeah that's so when true you're, yeah. when you're analyzing the deal you don't want it to be that but for high. me i would still probably pull it out to be honest <laughs> So that's awesome. That's uh, that's that's Dylan's kind of history and yeah, yeah. And, and real estate investing. It's very different than Daryl's. I mean, you went straight from like construction to like flipping three, just like Daryl did, uh, to then starting did to it. do yeah, then yeah. starting to do rentals. You did it in a prime market. It's that market has done really well. You you've done one other flip since, but like you continue yeah. to turn those around. But now you're looking to pivot as of like maybe the last year, year and a half, something like that. Like you've now pivoted over into Richmond. Right. And now that's also still influencing like how you're modeling your business and 
that's still kind of a growing phase too but like yeah you have to just keep pivoting depending on the market depending on the market depending on your skill sets because i mean as you become a better and better investor that's also changed too right so like there's a lot of things that have changed along the way but and his skills have grown from doing house to house to house your skills and your knowledge on how to do it has grown you know definitely from my first house amazing difference from my first (laughs) (laughs) so things have changed so um again like i mentioned before like each one of us has a story. We just need to get started. Honestly, it's it's very much a shooting and point uh, approach for all of us. We've all yeah. tried it. We've all figured it out, and then we end up in a position that ends up being better. And you only realize what what that better position is because you've tried these different things, and you're like, okay, I can do it better. I can do it better. And it's yeah. a self improvement thing. It's yeah. not a, I started it and it was perfect from the first one that I did. And it was like, no. Yeah. And still to this day, we make mistakes. Yeah, like, I don't know about time. y'all, but I buy houses, not all the time, but I buy houses here and there that weren't great deals. Yeah, too. Now, yeah. yes, I got out of them okay, <clears throat> but they were not great deals. And yeah. I should not have. And if I was just starting, I wouldn't have bought them. Yeah. yeah. I would have never bought these yeah. houses when I first started because I was way too nervous and cautious to get in a situation yeah. and now we've gotten a little more comfortable to where we get that bad deal now it throws our guard back up a little bit which yeah. We'll, yeah. we need from time to time yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 and i still make mistakes on the renovation side whether it be overpaying contractors Same. or not managing them correctly and stuff like that yeah. not doing one thing right up for a flip not adding a dishwasher to a flip or something yeah. something stupid that, or you get too many and now you're not as involved yeah, yeah. Each and every one of them. and then your contractors mess up yeah. and then the contractor messes up and you didn't catch it until yeah. three weeks down the road when it could have been fixed if you were there yeah. like you used to be when you first started yeah. that happens yeah. a lot once you're scaling it does it, it happens does happen when you scale yeah so. so cool well that's episode number five uh, and again welcome to Generation H. <laughs> now, but you usually do the subscribe. Uh, oh. Yes, yeah, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Smash if, it. If you're on a touch screen, you know, just a gentle little poke. If you're on a, if you're on a computer, a little, little mouse stroke. You can also hit the like button. That would do us a lot. And Generation Generation H. H. <laughs>